0: Yet he was a strangely reluctant traveller on the road to that destiny. It was only when he was in his forties that he attempted to write a book for children. And for many years before that, he appeared to have no aspirations to become a writer at all. He ascribed this sudden change of gear to a monumental bash on the head he had sustained as a wartime fighter pilot in 1940. Crashing his plane in the Libyan desert, he believed, had not only given him something to write about, but the resultant head injuries had also changed his personality, liberating his desire to write. The observation was perhaps disingenuous, for while Roald did indeed show little interest in writing as a way of earning his living, until 1942, he had, since childhood, been practising his craft in another context— writing letters to his mother, Sophia Magdalena. These letters are remarkable, more than 600 in total. They span a 40-year period, beginning in 1925, when, as a nine-year-old, Roald was sent away to boarding school, and ending in 1965, two years before his mother's death. Sophia Magdalena carefully kept each one, and most of their envelopes, holding on to them, despite wartime bombings and many subsequent house moves. In his memoir of childhood, Boy, Roald movingly described how he discovered them.
1: My mother kept every one of these letters, binding them carefully in neat bundles with green tape. But this was her own secret. She never told me she was doing it. In 1967, when she knew she was dying, I was in hospital in Oxford, having a serious operation on my spine, and I was unable to write to her, so she had a telephone specially installed beside my bed in order that she might have one last conversation with me. She didn't tell me she was dying, nor did anyone else for that matter, because I was in a fairly serious condition myself at the time. She simply asked me how I was and hoped I would get better soon and sent me her love. I had no idea she would die the next day, but she knew all right, and she wanted to reach out and speak to me for one last time. When I recovered and went home, I was given this vast collection of my letters. The larger part
0: of them, and the most intriguing, were written before 1946, when Roald's first collection of short stories was published, and he returned home from the USA to live with Sophia Magdalena in rural Buckinghamshire. They are of considerable biographical interest, as they provide a comprehensive and fascinating account of Rold's school days in the 1920s and 1930s, of his time in Tanganyika just before the outbreak of war, of his training as a fighter pilot in Iraq and Egypt, and of how he saw action in Greece and Palestine. They chronicle his time as a diplomat in Washington, too, and his foray into intelligence work in New York— as well as recording in fresh detail how his career as a writer began. All the letters share the intimate perspective of only son to single mother, and though Roald's personality comes across in bold colours, Sophia Magdalena's is more mysterious, for her side of the correspondence is entirely missing. She was born in Oslo in 1884 to solid middle-class parents. Her father... Karl Loritz Hesselberg, trained as a scientist, then studied law and eventually went to work as an administrator in the Norwegian Public Service Pension Fund. He rose to become its treasurer. Her mother, Ellen Wallace, was a descendant of the medieval Scottish rebel William Wallace, whose family had fled to Norway after the English crushed the rebellion. Karl Loritz and Ellen, the bester people, as Roald sometimes affectionately called them, were controlling parents. And by Sophia Magdalena's mid-twenties, neither she, her brother Ulf, nor her two sisters were married. Then in 1911, while visiting friends in Denmark, she met a wealthy Norwegian widower, more than twenty years her senior. His name was Harald Dahl. He was on holiday from Cardiff, where he was joint owner of a successful shipbroking business— Within a matter of weeks, Sophia Magdalena and Harald were engaged. She was twenty-six years old, sturdy, strong-willed, and eager to break the tie with her parents. They reluctantly consented to the wedding, though they disapproved of their daughter.